0: So,
1: yeah, good times.
0: All right. So we jump right into uh, episode number two of the Chronic Mystery Box, yeah. where you guys randomly get a package uh, delivered by myself. You have no idea what it is, but you've paid in advance because you're loyal subjects. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys all got something. This time it happens to be a CBD, which, you know, normally we don't do. Um, but being that I'm doing sober October and I didn't really want to miss out, um, we ended up doing an 80 milligram CBD to two milligrams THC and the reason there's even THC in is because Washington State has to allow um, some THC right you can't have 100 percent CBD sold in an uh, a rec store even though there's medical, which I find interesting, but maybe we'll we'll save that um went on that i've
1: seen some but we'll talk about it later for sure
2: but i feel safer with cbd from a medical store or a washington store because of the shit out there from china and whatnot
1: yeah
0: so um these uh that i got from green revolution they are not gummies do not confuse these with gummies because gummies are not illegal in washington state so these are chewies very very different Anybody want to take up that uh, that differentiation between a chewy and a gummy? For those that don't know,
2: is it semantics or is it like?
0: I mean, kind of. I mean, it's a little bit softer, right? I think gummy bears yeah. are chewier, whereas these chewies are softer. <laughs> that makes sense. But uh, he's we- reminding me of oh, go ahead. We ended up picking up um, doozies from, from our friends over at Green Revolution. And so, um Marionberry, I kind of like the fact that it's not grape, even though grape is one of those uh, really popular flavors. Um, that's why I cho- I didn't really know what you guys like and don't like, right? So, I kind of went with this obscure fruit rather than something where people are like, I hate peach or whatever. <laughs> um, You're
3: not allowed on the show if they hate
1: peach. What the hell? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
3: Well, there's, there's peach and then there's peach, right? Sometimes it's great. And sometimes it's like, what, what's right. going on here? So
0: yeah, have to use an artificial um, sweetener flavoring. It's just, it's too much, whatever. Um, so have you guys taken yours yet?
1: You did. I took mine about 40 minutes ago. And like, I have to remark on the texture of them, the chewy versus the, you know, it being a gummy, mm. you know, those little sun-kissed fruits, gel fruits, yeah. And that's exactly what the texture hit is for me, is those little orange fruits without the sugar on the outside as much. But like that satisfying mouthfeel, you're like, this is candy. And I, I'm a sugar junkie. We talked about this pre-show. I was like, ooh, candy. It was really good. I liked the uh, the mouthfeel. I really did. And it's not too
0: sugary. I mean, it's definitely sweet. But um, I'm doing Sober October this month and Whole30 my wife is a saint by the way so there's no sugar alcohol dairy wheat processed foods wow THC um, (laughs) I had three thumbs (laughs) crazy I've never done it this is the longest I've ever gone without THC since when I went to Japan in 99 Hmm. um I went three months back then did the shakes (laughs) no when, when I was when I was in Japan I was so um in, engulfed into the culture, like you didn't have time to think about getting high. So sure. I, it didn't even bother me. And then when I got back from MJ BizCon this last year in December, I was sick for five weeks with like this bronchitis like thing. So mm. I didn't really get, uh, I didn't really smoke for five weeks. Wait, when was that? That was um, right when I got back from MJ BizCon. So- Was that November? Um, it, it, December 6th oh. is when I got back and I was um, sick through the new year.
1: Yeah, I feel you. I was just gonna remark on the fact that you know that timing for that weird respiratory thing that you know you and lots of other people have had as well.
0: Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Definitely could have been, um, you know, early
3: case of the beer virus going on right there. Yep,
0: yep.
2: We okay. um, use, <laughs> use euphemisms.
0: use yeah. euphemisms. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I think the you picked a really interesting flavor, dude. Like Marionberry. The last time I saw that was when I was driving through uh, Montana. Because they have a lot of that, like Mary and Barry wine, Mary and Barry jelly, all this bullshit, yes. and it stands out to me just because of the freaking mayor, like the, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> the crack
0: smoking mayor, Mary, Mary and Barry, yep.
2: yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. But yep. well, you guys realize that guy has a huge history in activism. Like he's known for
1: being a crack smoking mayor, but the guy actually changed the world at one point. Even as uh, a crack-smoking mayor, Marion Barry insists mm-hmm. he did not intend to start smoking crack or to get addicted to it, and that, like, you know, agents kind of forced it upon him, and then mm. it had taken over his life, mm-hmm. which is when he came out after, you know, cleaning up, how he was re-elected mayor. Like, well,
2: just like Giuliani mm-hmm. didn't fucking walk into the bedroom with a 15-year-old girl. Mm. <laughs> you guys seen it? Is that that Borat
3: yeah. Clip?
1: Best I saw the beginning movie, of it.
3: I was like, it was already so cringe. I was like, I don't even need to stick around for where he this is going. She was I know, you know, what Sasha
1: Baron Cohen's going to do
3: to this guy. So.
1: Yeah. Mm. He um, really thought she was 16, though, because he didn't believe when he was told she was actually a 24-year-old. Like, come on, bro. Humans. Anyway, fucking potheads. <laughs> really so impressive. do you guys have any... Uh, you know,
0: any residual on your, on your packaging? Cause I kind of want to lick this off just in case there's some extra like tea. No, here. I didn't notice
2: that. I tell you
3: what, I wanted to a uh, remark on that flavor, by the way. Um, yeah. It may say Marionberry on the package, but I don't know about all you guys, but the, the flavor impression I instantly got was, um, artificial gummies, grape, mm. you know, See- sun-kissed fruit snacks like you mentioned earlier just any any kind of generic fruit snack that i've had of my kids that i've been raiding you know for years now um yeah,
0: yeah. it well, just
3: reminded me of a grape like if i if i if i closed my eyes and was blind taste testing it i would have characterized it as a grape
2: like yeah like the artificial um, flavoring of grape because it says here made with real fruit juice so i'm assuming marionberry berry was actually squeezed at one
1: time not dog not dog. I doubt it I doubt it like you know natural marion berry
3: flavor flavor. so they say they have natural marion berry flavor where that came from I don't know I literally just finished extract I just finished my uh first one to be honest guys because I'm I'm not a big CBD day-to-day taker personally Mm -hmm. my wife actually is and and um greatly benefits from CBD tinctures that we've um procured over the years in our you know in our local legal market and her primary reason for CBD use herself is actually tummy trouble, you know, mm. digestive. And, uh, you know, I'm mm. here to tell you, it's been actually very helpful to her in her life. Um, and she's not a regular cannabis user either. She doesn't.
0: My uh, wife doesn't use you know, cannabis at ca- at all. recreationally. So well, my, my wife's got ulcerative colitis, something maybe similar to, oh. to your wife. Yeah. And, and yeah. She, I, it took me a long time to get my wife to do it. Um, because she's you know her her mom was in the pharmaceutical industry her grandpa was a doctor my
3: father-in-law is a retired pharmacist also so my wife came up with a similar background that's crazy uh strong resistance to that kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. we don't we don't hardly take tylenol and ibuprofen around here you
2: know you know the Uh, cbd aspect though is uh, for me it helps me physically you know i'm I'm a 46 year old man who's actually used his back a lot and
3: i should use it more (laughs) you know (laughs) Okay, don't get me wrong. Uh, I guess the I guess what what I'm hoping is that I'm getting it accidentally in the course of my copious <laughs> and entrenched daily cannabis smoking habit that there's got to be some cannabinoids hitching a ride see that are keeping me going because uh, I'm right there with you, but I'm you know 46 double shoulder surgeries broken bones, you know, you name it. And definitely a little bit of a hinky back at times. So
1: yeah. um, I, I am a daily CBD user. Uh, that's so, great. So that I made my own brand for it. But there we so, go. Like, um, I I'm actually like, I've never really felt such like mental effects from a CBD consumption. Like I took a couple of dabs, like 25 minutes before recording. Right. And then 20, 20 ish minutes. I ate the CBD. And CBD has like this actual scientific effect of you know throws other videos, but like the CBD hits your CB one and two receptors and pushes the THC out, and it should like right. cause sobriety basically, right?
3: Right, some kind of mitigating factor against yeah. our you know what would otherwise be the high we were expecting, right?
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. and and. For whatever reason, I feel like mentally stuttering, um, which is why I actually started smoking some pot because I'm like, damn, I need to get regular here.
2: <laughs> how, about, how about this? I mean, on both sides of the spectrum, though, uh, uh, with the entourage effect, right? Like with Steven, like every day you're taking, you know, we all smoke every day and you're like hoping like the tagalongs, like, yeah, I'm getting some CBD, some CBG and XYZs. Maybe, I hope so. <laughs> you know, I don't really, you know. <laughs> But even on the other corner, like these things are 40 to one for the CBD. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah. I mean, if this is how I like to be, uh, mentally and physically all day, you know, then this is what I'll be doing all day. But yeah. So let me ask
3: you guys who are a little bit more, um, you know, personally acquainted with it for yourselves, you know, and don't have to rely on, uh, you know, my layered, my anecdotal layer from my wife kind of thing. Um, is this an appropriate and, and uh, helpful, excuse me, type of dosage that we're getting here in these two gummies? I think because it's fairly high. Can we talk for a moment about like the value that this represents in terms of cost? Because, I mean, this is a package with two gummies in it.
1: What do we If I'm for?
3: dealing with fibromyalgia, if I'm dealing with even just like, so there we go. So we've got a receipt for nine bucks. $1 off
0: because I got a $10 discount okay. for ordering yes. online, no employee, sure. no industry discount. Um, I think, you know, 35 or 36 milligrams is a good dose that I've tried from other brands, but I need to do 160 for myself in order to get through the physical pains of being broken. Um, and doing So you that- would
3: need four of these in one day.
0: Yeah, if I'm really struggling with pain, absolutely. But if it was just for anxiety, I think this is a perfect dose. But for mm-hmm. physicality issues, I need to triple this and do that multiple times a day. So it's a very expensive yeah. uh, issue if you're going to be doing that. Um,
3: that's, that's what I'm beginning to wonder is, you know, I, I've never felt like when I go out and spend the money on the tinctures, for example... Uh, those do last quite a while, usually, especially if you get anything other than the very
1: smallest little vial that they sell. But you might be uh, paying 60 bucks for like 100 milliliters of the tincture, Right. You know, that's crazy.
3: I mean, that's, I, I'm wondering, you know, when we're going to get to a place where for at least in particular, the CBD uh, heavy products, the CBD specific products that there has to be a few different scales applied to these like we and should get more like to throw at that and real pay quick. less
2: you know the yeah. problem the cbd is going to ride along the recreational market no matter what right like even nationally i uh i'm hesitant to buy anything cbd because a lot of shit gets infused mm-hmm. with shit and uh in washington state at least if i go to a recreational market i know 100 this was made in washington and then i, I can- liked
3: that observation earlier when you made that
2: you I, I, I was like, oh you don't yeah, to think though. of it. That's no, true. it has to be. Yeah. It has no, to it be manufactured no, totally and procured 100 percent Sir, totally not. Not anymore. Well, I mean you use fake terpenes, but they still no no no.
1: C B D does not need to be sourced in Washington. That's right. There was a change. C B D does not need to be sourced in Washington. They can buy Chinese. That was just last they year, can, right? That in just that just evolved. Yes, yeah, So, so um, but it out. started it out that way.
3: So now we don't have that assurance anymore. So this could be hemp from Wisconsin or hemp from but But here's anywhere, the thing, let, let me go right? through a
1: couple of big important points at what you guys are talking about, right? Miggy, you're right because, okay, so you have the idea that it's in Washington. You are protected because it has to go through the same quality assurance process that cannabis has to, like weed. But, so that means you can buy it out of state, bring it in state, have it tested for, you know, it's actual cannabinoid contents, make sure that it's, you know, whatever it is, but it doesn't have to be 0.3% THC here in Washington, it can be 10% THC and still be called CBD but if it came from out of state it would be illegal because you can't transfer anything that is an M, 0.3% THC or less so your sourced CBD in the market and I guarantee you that these 80 milligrams in one unit um this is not local. guarantee you it is not Washingtonian CBD there we go um, I mean I could be wrong you know Green Revolution could be doing something completely insane and have their own CBD source that's all Washingtonian. But where's the mass farm in Washington, right? Right, where, where, where are they? Where is anybody doing a market? We only Hubbard have so 30 many 30 experimental years?
2: farms at all here, right? right There's only right. so many
3: even
1: participating in that program that, that program I don't think any of them are producing to scale. Well, here's a, well, it's a here in Washington, but right. now in Wisconsin, right. you get guys like Mark Hubbard, who is my CBD source. He's working yep. with like a dozen Amish. Farms who have been mm. growing hemp for 200 years since their parent, their family came there, right?
3: That may be why I accidentally said Wisconsin when I threw a state out there out of nowhere. Maybe right. I it's a huge one. Sort, sort of, of knew it somewhere, yeah. But
1: wow. now another layer to this, right, is that it does not need to be hemp. It doesn't have to be 0.3% THC to get into the 502 market space. Sorry for the trains, I five is off. <laughs> um, but what it does need to be is Tested in 502. Mm. So now the other side of that is okay. now CBD points, like percentage points of CBD, milligrams of, of CBD is pretty expensive still, yeah unless it's being sourced in huge, huge quantities, right? So, like Green Revolution, wherever I, I could be completely wrong, I will say I might be wrong and they might have a fully Washington hemp source. I do not know anybody in Washington that has a large enough hemp farm. To source to supply five hundred two. Josh, go find that out for us. Get back yeah, to us. Right. I mean, that'd be great <laughs> to know where right? they're getting
2: their shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, but to, to Stephen's point too, but for the prices overall uh, and sourcing, uh, you know, I just think even with the flower market, right? There's never going to be a fair market for the patient. Like in Washington's old legacy days, there was a fair market because there was fair competition, and and people like tried really hard to to have the best product, and so uh, you had to meet. You know, in my house, I can go through an ounce uh in, in three or four days. And it's not just me, you know, it's my wife and, and, and kids and, and, and you know, an ounce or two. That's a quarter pound a month. Adult kids,
1: just just to clarify, yeah. your are adult children. Yeah,
2: well, and, and they got, they've they, they been diagnosed. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Don't mind. I'm just saying, you know, in a month for the patient, I'm lucky to have a job where I can afford this. And then they work and, and pay too. Whereas if I'm sick, can't work, there's never a good market for you when it comes to
1: the let me fu- let me jump on your point about the CBD pricing there with 502. This product costs nine dollars for that 80 milligrams of CBD in a gummy form because a there's novelty you know everybody's buying weed gummies now we can get CBD gummies too, and it's in that structure in the 502 market space which has its 37 percent excise tax. So that nine dollar pack of gummies consider that as well. The producer processor only got three bucks out of that. And if you're buying it online from somewhere else and you buy a 100 count of gummies for like 40 bucks or whatever, the person producing that isn't cutting 37% off to the state, which is part of why they're able to be able to give you a larger quantity for the pricing as opposed to 502 that's packaging two or four gummies for CBDs. But you don't know where that CBD came from in 502. You at least have the backing of they tested it somewhere. It
3: may have came from the same weird place, but somebody tested it before it made it to the counter. That's great. But if I can't afford to keep enough CBD flowing to have the therapeutic benefit that's needed, then is a service being performed at all? Or is this simply um, money being extracted from people? And then them having invariably not the experience they were hoping for mm. not the experience that they've been told cbd can provide for them well
1: and it's to uh, and therefore, you know
3: poisoning people's minds and considering oh this is another snake oil
2: well even the it's malarkey
3: cbd is fake it doesn't do anything it can't help me
2: yeah well because you're you're like they have to build up and, and get that level in their system to, to have that therapeutic experience that you're saying but also they're going for a ride like hey you can afford this week to feel better next week you're gonna feel like shit. i mean you it's Good never gonna be a fair to the patient until it's like the price of broccoli and that's, i think too uh, that's, that's where, where was. i was
3: going with this the whole time yeah uh, right this shit and needs it, to be like broccoli a hundred percent like where so we all have enough was. of it <laughs> we all have enough of it that if it looks a little off in the corner you fucking throw it away look no you one, can I go know. get more because it's yeah. just broccoli
2: right no one's i'm sorry excuse my french (laughs) but no one's
1: jumping my feet monetized
2: for my tomato plants though right
1: right well i mean (laughs) you got any fucking monsanto jeans you better be coughing your fee up if you do but other than that no and that's all part of that subsidy structure too why we can do that exactly like you said you know corner of one head of broccoli is effed up we don't chop it off we just toss that fucker and go get a new one right like That really is how cannabis should be. There should be no need for a company to, um, or in fact, a customer to accept low, really low quality cannabis because that's what they can afford and that's what's available to them in their marketplace. Or
3: accept grossly overpaying for something that we all know should be structured completely differently. And in particular, since we're talking about today, CBD products and the people who naturally uh, you know, deserve access to those products and should have, you know, every opportunity to benefit and improve their lives through them. Um, it's we're just fortunate that we, you know, my wife is, all you know, has a great job and career, and we've done well in the last few years that we can go to these pot shops and pay, you know washington 502 retail prices for any of this stuff we don't go after the gummies for the very reason that to me it feels like intrinsically less value per milligram of actual medicine that you're getting than something as simple as a tincture which might be less pleasant you know a lot of people don't love those sublinguals under the tongue Hmm. um we don't you know she yeah, doesn't drizzle it, it into tea or anything, she takes it directly, you know. But at least it seems like a therapeutic dose in one shot every time and in one good sized jar from like this same kind of company. I think we have some green revolution in the house right now,
1: right? On. Yeah, she's had it in the house for a couple she months had, already. Uh, that was one purchase, on, uh, they're you doing know, sorry, and THC, they're they're like on both sides of the process, mm-hmm. uh, they're in. Uh, you know, non-I-502 CBD markets as Green Revolution. Are they? Hmm. Yeah, um, out of state. To my understanding, I think it's the same brand. It looks like all the same branding. Good for uh, them. Yeah, and and so being able to have that, that big volume access to CBD, again, it's like it's incredibly important for individuals. But so with this product, maybe the big CBD user a regular user is going sublingual right or you know however they're consuming i know a lot of people enjoy hemp flower and smoking hemp right but this package might be great for right before the flight or before the interview or whatever to kind of give you a large therapeutic dose and okay. something that's like portable. i mean i'm looking for usage scenarios i like that that's realistically good. there's like you know, 502 is very, very commercialized, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody's trying their best. Nobody really has the strongest of skill sets at it. And nobody knows what works and doesn't work, unlike all the other markets that people can market to. So there's like a lot of big retail money coming into cannabis brands. Green Revolution's got to be one of them because they're doing all of the things the national brand for another commodity would do. Um I don't know. I think that by at the point where we have interstate is when we really get the low cost access. Yeah, that's that's answer. really I think going to be the breaking point. Good to point. Me, point. Yeah. And we
3: are all think think we're all right.
1: tracking on that.
3: So what's right. the story on that? Uh, as far as I mean, is it really going to happen? In
2: not maybe but, you okay. know, but it's, we're, it's not going to happen in twenty twenty, right? It's well, well let's in just twenty twenty one maybe. We just got wait till November fourth. <laughs> right that's what it comes down to right because
3: they're not going to make any no no important legislation for any special we won't even know if society
1: continues until then so yeah Yeah, fair (laughs) enough But you know, but just to just,
0: kind of show the audience yeah. who the people who are listening or watching that is, the prices have come way down. So, to your point, Steve, that it's yeah. too expensive, we can see though that it has dropped dramatically. I remember back in 2017, a kilo of CBD was $18,000 in some mm-hmm. places, and now it's uh, as low as $1,100. Nice. So eventually that's going to trickle down to the consumer and it's going to be just as cheap as vitamin C, especially once, you know, Kroger and, and Walgreens get into the game and they're able to figure that out. I think the fires have affected pricing short term mm-hmm. as a lot of those crops got decimated. But maybe the Amish can fill us in on uh, uh, what we need. <laughs> so there was the, West Coast, the West Coast crops
1: too. were hit. Yeah. 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 There was Midwest <laughs> dust devastation too, I believe. Like a little bit of the Midwest got effed up too.
3: Well, they had some weird tornado thing, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That yeah. they came up with a new name for.
2: Well, you so know, special. there's still a South African hemp. I mean, there's there's so many other it's not just, we're, we're talking states, man. There's other places that aren't so fucked. Like, I would never trust anything from China, period. But, so
1: here's the thing, though. We're going to have to, because if you buy the store, I was going to say, do you even have a 502? You're going to run into that Chinese shit. Well, what I'm
2: saying, the South African hemp is, is huge. I mean, their market, you know, there was a joke made because we, in, in our podcast, we talked to a guy and he's like, The reason why you can trust South Africa to have is because they can't afford pesticides, which is, I mean, probably, that's pretty kind of racist, probably in its own sense, but well, <laughs> mean, yeah, but I mean, it also is, makes yeah. sense. I mm-hmm. mean, but you know, back well, there's a lot just, of other like,
0: things too. Like, I follow this gal on Instagram and she talks about natural flavoring, you know, especially during uh, Halloween. You know, all of these candies have, um, in Gatorade 2, they've got an ingredient in there that's in uh, you know, a fire extinguisher. And so these flavoring, natural flavorings, are made to get you a, <laughs> a fire extinguisher. They're, yeah, yeah. True story. Oh, so there's I all mean, of all of this stuff that's only allowed in the states. Like when I was in Europe, they made yeah. fun of me for being gluten-free. They're like, we don't have any of those issues. You know, so there's things that the United States allows in their products that nobody else in the world allows. And so those are always kind of um, not always uh, accessible. They're kind of hidden by saying natural flavoring. Like, is it natural flavoring or is am I just drinking a uh, you know, fire extinguisher? So I, I think the U.S. has got some crazy issues. We're definitely guinea pigs to the
1: FDA and the rest of the world doesn't put up with it. Well, I mean, capitalism. Capitalism drives that. Can we shred the money out, you know, any cost possible out of the process? Um, and I mean, it comes down to just like anything, any product. Like, who are you and who are you buying from? Do you go look for gluten-free and no high fructose corn syrup and shit, right? Or are you just like, what's the cheapest that's going to do what I can do or do what I need it to do? And that's ninety plus plus percent of the marketplace, right? That's everybody is out there. Like, what's the cheapest I can get and how much is it gonna do for me? So we're fucked. Like I need legs. what can quality I do? are kind of screwed by the movement of the, the greater market space. And our arguments or desires on good cannabis and clean C B D are gonna be shit in 10 years, just like our desire for any other clean product doesn't mean anything. Well, look. Hold on, down. hold on, before okay. you
0: get to that point, Miggy, because I wanted to touch on the, the chemistry side to why you don't like uh, products coming out of um, China, specifically agriculture and, and hemp. Hemp is something that Chernobyl has been using to pull out a lot of the radioactive materials and everything, uh, and hemp is one of those things that cleans the soil. So the last thing you want to do is take all those heavy metals or whatever else is going on in a country that doesn't have a lot of regulations like China, um, and then you're going to use that the byproduct of you know CBD and then consume that. What's in it? Is it going to cross the blood-brain barrier? Is it going to affect me, my DNA? Does it
3: uh, does it actually pollute the vegetative matter of the plant or not, or does it uh, stay locked in the root structure and the root system? Because different toxins and different plants, you know, have different degrees of uptake. There's a lot of different. You know, you mentioned a couple different applications. You know, i I'd, I'd be I'd have one set of worries if they were growing aside a radiation, uh, you know, threat of some kind, or radiation pollution of some kind. And I'd have another set of concerns if it was uh, fields that were planted as bulwarks against some industrial waste of a more conventional kind, petroleum, etc. Like we have in Washington like, State and federal you know, ways, otherwise but... seeping into a water table or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that, I mean, maybe one of you guys does know a little bit more about what happens to the plant in those cases. Is is the plant a loss or is that still a crop?
2: I feel like we were interrupted by corporate greed. Uh All right.
3: Totally. Corporate greed (laughs) has entered the chat.
2: Pay us or your message is
3: dead.
0: (laughs) So before before Zoom decided to uh, want money for this podcast, uh, we were talking about the importance of knowing where your product comes from, because in Washington State, we've had a lot of toxic uh, issues from uh, both the... Uh, uh, lumber industry and then some volcanic ash and then some like federal way is, a, is you don't want to grow anything out there because there's a lot of um, I don't know if it's strychnine cyanide or just like really bad stuff but essentially saying that you know hemp is one of those plants that can kind of pull that stuff out but at the same time you want to make sure that it's not something that you're consuming um, all those toxic materials like heavy metals or whatever right um, which
3: I, I was questioning it but I imagine a lot of that probably does transfer to the plant. And it's probably yeah. not a plant I want to select to uh, medicate with in a lot of cases, regardless of whatever I listed on the it's, different possibilities of what it can be used to clean up.
2: It's not right? yeah, so like just move. medicate, it, it, it's ingestion, right? Like, like, right. like Washington's the stupidest state that separates recreational medical and and, and the limits of test of what they're going to test.
1: Like how, how does that go even- here? So I think that everybody has the ability, every single retail producer processor has the ability to go get pesticide testing, you know, um, full disclosure, a client of mine, uh, you know, a cannabis uh, quality assurance lab, they can go in and for like, you know, 60 bucks or more, do all the pesticide testing needed on every single sample of cannabis, but people aren't willing to do that because they're getting 250 a gram on their, you know, at best-ish, unless they're a, a good brand. I mean, think about that. If, there, if somebody's like resaling wholesale cannabis in Washington, which is huge, most of the brands are buying other people's weed. Mm-hmm. Sorry to deviate from CBD, but the model sticks, right? The model manages. Yeah. Um, if, if it's not tested for all of the things at the end, it only has to be tested essentially for its cannabinoid content to make sure it didn't have, um, you know, uh, Salmonella or other microbiological issues with it or mycotoxins fungal stuff that's all they check for pesticides don't matter you know any of the other things heavy metals aren't tested for and I think that's Miggy's point is that for those who don't know is that medical cannabis is required heavy metal testing and maybe in 2021 maybe in January we'll hear a little bit about that in Rec, Miggy, maybe. Um, just it, it's like on the table. Right how now? does that make
2: sense for for an ingestible
1: fucking thing? Like,
0: well, Miggy, nothing. <laughs> it's not any different than food. So the FDA just increased the chicken count from 145 per minute to 170 per minute. That's two chickens per second. And they just allowed chickens to that have cancerous tumors to be sold to the public rather than prisons. Oh, uh, so that's it's nothing different, man. It's
1: just like, fucking I, repeat that sentence, my friend. <laughs> to be sold. <laughs> I thought i
3: had the conspiracy uh <laughs> focused podcast going on this
2: isn't a conspiracy <laughs> day, is a i mean <laughs> no, it, it, wow, no it's mass cool, farming that's, that's, cool, that's cool, the man. problem yeah, that good, is good lobby i know in what's incredible farm. is that what he
3: just stated is in no way a conspiracy or not uh yeah. you know fairly well understood we've we've been hearing these announcements since early in the pandemic about uh we're relaxing this requirement here. We're eliminating this on-site yeah. inspection um, requirement there. This I've entire, been hearing that uh, since
1: about four hours uh, after 9-11. Really here's talk. the
2: thing: when a state <clears throat> has a law against filming at the farm, like they don't want you to witness the practices, right? We all know shit gets killed. Like that's how, if you're a, a carnivore, that, you better know that your shit walked around at one time. But, that's, yeah. that's why
0: people are looking for, you know, cannabis and CBD as an alternative because they've lost faith in, in the con system that is big pharma. And so when the FDA yeah. is out at a um, at a farm with M16s because they don't have pasteurized milk, that is to intimidate those farmers. Whereas if it was legitimately about your health, they would be at every mall in America where, you know, uh, cinnamon um, rolls, I'm not going to say the name of the company, they have 57 grams of fat in, in their sausage and their cinnamon rolls have like a, a equal amount. So on a 2000 calorie diet with 20 grams of fat, you're you wonder why we're obese? Well, you're giving people three times the amount you don't care, but you're going to go to a farm and intimidate them. So this is why high fructose
1: corn syrup is backed by the government and motherfuckers with with guns. Absolutely it is. So, Jesus. Gosh.
0: so <laughs> this tra- this transition a little bit, because we've obviously made the point, as to why we are cannabis activists and why we use hemp and cannabis or CBD THC all those cannabinoids what are you guys feeling at this point um how how is it working for you what do you, what do you guys think
1: my back is really loose mm-hmm. this was really impactful for my back i was surprised by it cuz i feel like i took like drugs drugs like and it's Good just body high yeah
0: can i give you guys some quanti- quantifiable uh data that i've got mm. So um, I've been keeping track via a Fitbit and whether you think it's accurate or not, at least it's consistently inaccurate. So consistency is something that we look for for data to make sure it's the same all the time. So these numbers I'm showing on the screen are representing sleep in numbers uh, for, for minutes, how many minutes of REM or rapid eye movement I've had, as well as the light sleep and deep sleep. Um, and all of that is important for uh, a variety of reasons so if you're not familiar with what that means um, I will tell you in just one second
2: so is this one versus sober month versus non-sober month
0: yeah so uh, the THC was obviously uh, before I did sober October um, and
1: so you're gonna sleep good tonight my friend yeah yeah definitely (laughs) well are you you're consuming cbd every day right josh
0: uh cbd i did except for three days ago because i wanted to see what would happen if i didn't have any cannabinoids in my system um deep sleep for those who are unaware of is is important because it's a part of your sleep cycle in which your body recovers from the day your body secretes a growth hormone associated with cellular repair and rebuilding so when you get enough deep sleep you feel like you're refreshed and without it you're uh, tired for for the rest of the day. Same with REM. If you wake up in the middle of a REM cycle, no amount of coffee is going to help you. Rapid eye movement (sighs) goes even deeper into brain recovery, dreaming, uh, memories, and emotions. Um, And so for for me, it was interesting because when I took THC, uh, you know, every day, basically, um, I had very uh, solid rapid eye movement and deep sleep. But uh, with CBD only, I had Fifty-nine percent less uh rapid eye movement and sixteen percent less deep sleep. So uh so is that a week
1: or are you looking at a month? What's what's the time frame here?
0: so the time frame um 26 days with with thc uh occurred back in august and then since october 1st i've been doing cbd so that's why it's only calculating so it's the
1: 410 and the 386 of sleep is that uh, those are minutes per per night per week per Per day
0: uh yeah that's average per day this is all average averaged out per day so it
1: basically my only sleep in one chunk
0: Uh, No, you know, it's it's uh, the amount of so I subtracted the total sleep time from the time I was awake. And so this is representing the time I was actually asleep.
3: So my only quibble with, I guess, the, you know, relative helpfulness of this data at this particular set, which it's cool to see, regardless, uh, would be that we could be looking at a bit of a seasonal uh, difference there as well. it's not concurrent months, uh, and so your diet might be different right now than it was ever so slightly. You did mention Without that you're sugar, doing a yeah. diet at the same time that right. you're uh, going sober October. Right, mm-hmm. that whole thirty is a bit of a eating habits change. Right, planned meals of some kind.
0: I always, I always do plan no. meals, but yeah, absolutely. It's um, it, there's a lot of factors that are involved. Summer versus fall, sugar, no sugar. All of those things are going to affect your sleep. I
3: mean, uh, the sugar the sugar could be a bigger impact on your sleep patterns than
1: any others. You, you would think he would have far more deep sleep and more REM sleep while he's removing that stimulant from his life. And it looks like when he had the THC and the sugars in his life and, and wasn't doing this is when he was getting the, right, Josh, you're getting the better sleep or are you getting more now?
0: Uh, I'm getting um, so sleep is about the same. It's only a six percent difference.
1: So that's well talking about quality, more REM and more deep sleep. More deep
0: sleep that. with with THC for sure um, is is the best with THC deep sleep. Um, although I am having a lot more uh, memory dream recalls hmm. sober. Um, and with CBD. So THC is suppressing my dreams, or at least the recollection of dreams. I was going to say, I always
3: associated, uh, or at least has been told, right, urban legends or, you know, cautionary tales, whatever they do to us, right, uh, the psyop that, oh, you know, lifelong THC users or daily THC users don't remember, don't have very good dream recall, and they report, you know, their dreams coming back to them whenever they go Sober, you know, mm-hmm. for a job interview or
0: whatever. But you know, uh, I will say though that it, with the CBD that helped with the cravings of sugar, it also helped me not to think about smoking pot, which is why I was using 160 milligrams two to three times a day is to not really think about it, and it absolutely works. Um, even using some balm that I have for for pain or whatever uh, was something I had to use for my my shoulder. I use it on my wife's hip, um, and it, it it works. So. Um, if someone is trying to wean off of cigarettes or, or even smoking too much, like I smoked two pounds between May and September. So every three to four days I was going through an ounce by myself. Five I mean, months. That's fucking crazy. dude. Yeah. I went through two pounds in, in five months. And that wasn't with the help of my kids or my wife, Miggy. <laughs> that was just me. And it was a lot. So that's, why I was like, okay, we yeah. got to see if I got the willpower. We also have to, you know, like wean off this. You might've died you could have died <laughs> yeah,
3: it, was
1: uh,
3: it was too much your cells just
1: rip apart because the thc the bond is deionized
3: THC, exactly <laughs> you know you find out you really were 60
2: <laughs> percent weeded yeah. yeah it's like when i flushed my car and uh, it fell apart <laughs> because all the shit sticking it together fucking uh, washed yeah. out yeah. yeah
3: it's good thank you for uh taking one for science yeah. Yeah. Still aggregating yeah. all of
0: that data. The month isn't over yet. So I'll get yeah. to see a little bit more about no cannabinoids for the rest of the month. I started no CBD three days ago with the exception of today. Um, and so, yeah, I'll find out a little bit more, but to your point, Steve, it's not perfect science. There are a lot of variables, but it'll kind of give me a rough, you know, guesstimate as to what happens with my sleep from uh, THC sure. to CBD to no cannabinoids. You
3: know,
2: as much <laughs> okay. as a, Okay. Yeah.
3: No, I was just going to say this is uh, one set of data, right? You'll you'll yeah. maybe do this again in the future, you know. You and you've got this to look back at.
2: But back to a point that Stephen brought up earlier, and because you were talking about how you and your wife are fortunate enough to <laughs> medicate in, in the state and everything, and uh, uh, I think <laughs> you like the video. <laughs> <laughs> well, he looks, like a,
1: he looks like a nice doggy. But, uh, uh, kicked in the balls. But he he and, snacks himself in the <laughs> balls with a state with a steel strap or something in this in this video. Oh, Jesus. But, but but in
2: line with Josh's experiment, though, um, I just say we're fortunate enough to live in a state where we can do this, right? Like, as much as we want to bitch about all the regulation, all the requirements, at least there's some that we can reference. There's a basis, no matter how fucked up it is or i want to say illegitimate but the fact that we do some lab testing right mm-hmm. my my only promotion is lab testing is plant regulation like if we just required that to be done cuz people will smoke shitty weed people will smoke cheap shitty weed because people smoke cigarettes so but you know as bad as it is you know our opinion will matter eventually cuz we'll help shape what should be right right like it should be the price of broccoli mm-hmm. so everybody has a chance to fucking smoke it should be Everybody should have a, a, an option, a wellness Culling, option for Calling state
1: representatives helps. Talking to people and building an actual relationship with the legislators is a real possible thing. Um, here In a small state like Washington, they have a lot of outreach, you know. Um, but you can go to the WSLCB. You can write letters. You can engage campaigns. But you can physically go there and say the words that you need them to hear. It's, it's possible. They meet once a month, man. Yeah, do it.
0: Before we moved on to the judging criteria, uh, anybody else want any last words about what they're feeling, how they're feeling, how they use CBD, what they use it for, anything like that?
1: I do. I want to point out, we were talking about how the heck can you differentiate like the care of or the quality of CBD, right? Like there's not really a way to know what's going into the product. But one of the things, I mean, I've bought like 5,000 pieces of cannabis products packaging, right? And when there's something like uh, these doozies have on the side, I hope that's picking up, you know, these are gluten free, vegan, they're natural fruit ingredients, you know, really good, um, important points, dairy free, right? Mm. These are important points for a consumer to look for is just are they doing more than the barest minimum to turn a dollar? Are they investing in processes and systems that let them have gluten free products that let them address the fact that, you know, we talked about the sugar. There's literally two grams of sugar in this uh, half an ounce of, of candy. So they did something, they worked at it. Meanwhile, if you go and you get the pack that's just the plain plastic Mylar bag with a a paper sticker saying what the product is I would question what's in there you know like I would be like hey they didn't even put four cents into the packaging what are they putting into the actual CBD that they're putting in the product right also the other ingredients are if they're just skimping on CBD they're probably skimping on all of the other ingredients and you can kind of see that in the end result of the packaging and the way it's marketed and the way it's advertised too so just like any other product, you have to be like a super hyper aware consumer to avoid getting fucked over. But if you're attentive to those details, you will find consistently good products. CBD is good for you. And for the
3: sake of people who are watching who might be even you know more of a layperson to CBD than myself personally, for example, um, as as acquainted as I am with our rec industry for all these years, I've never worked for a company who even uh, offered CBD products uh, during Ooh. the time that you know I've been uh, working with folks. So um, this looks to me like a fairly well done product, and Green Revolution seems to be checking all the boxes that a a Washington consumer looking to experiment with CBD and begin to see what it can do for them.
0: It's one of my trusted brands, and there's not many in the industry, but Green Revolution I trust.
3: So, you know, those are all really good points, well-made and, uh, and taken uh, to heart on my part. I appreciate that. I guess, you know, there's there's no reason to pick apart any of the minutiae of how hard or easy it is to hit these four check boxes when we're making mm-hmm. a gummy, right? It mm-hmm. may just be that the nature of chewies or gummies makes most of them, you know, your best solutions end up being vegan and gluten-free, etc. Or it may be that they're paying more money or taking more time at each step of their process along the way before they ever order that for the side of their box, too. So uh, I think you guys have already made a a bunch of really great uh, points for excellent use cases day-to-day for CBD in all forms, but potentially even in this nice little portable shelf stable, easy to shove in your pocket and use later. And you didn't spill anything or unscrew the top of your tincture bottle by accident in your pack yeah. and spew 40 bucks worth of CBD all over your Kleenexes. And now you have CBD tissue paper in the bottom of your bag, maybe. Lights um, with you know, it,
1: baby. Right.
3: You know, that, you know, not what you wanted though, right? Not, not what you started yeah. trying to do. So uh, I I would only uh, echo, I think it was uh, our friend, the Ent who said his back was feeling loose uh, this morning after trying his gummy, you know, I'm about one hour into my gummy experience now. And I didn't take the ibuprofen that I said I wasn't taken very often uh, earlier in this conversation. But indeed, I have been the last week or two because I did myself in the backyard a couple of weeks mm. back moving some dirt around and uh it's been lurking on me to the point that i've been using heating pads and uh. stuff like that you know just sitting around like a like, middle-aged <laughs> like dirt a middle-aged dirtbag <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah
1: that's a hard uh, moment to yeah. accept <laughs> you know, so
3: and right now i feel kind of all right you know i didn't take the ibuprofen and this chair doesn't usually do me any favors mm. um you know i'll benefit further from getting up and moving around here next but yeah. um gotta be know, careful
0: with that ibuprofen killing gut
3: uh oh it's the worst yeah. it's, it's the worst on so many things i didn't know it killed the gut biome but why wouldn't it mm-hmm. um i didn't I know, know that either ah, damn it. It up effect mm-hmm. in our bloodstream and and doesn't really seem to go away uh and it's hard on either the kidneys or the liver or both right acetaminophen does it yeah. to one and mm-hmm. ibuprofen gets the other mm-hmm. um
2: that's why they tell you to take it like with a on a food you know to eat food with a shit, right? I mean, it does tear your stomach up, right? Yeah, you got to buffer that stuff. But these could be decent. I mean, like as a medicine, if 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 your choice was Marian Bayer flavor, I found it very tart. The flavor, you know, like yeah, it was like a like you were saying how it was like a grape artificial grape flavor. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's because I looked them up. They come from a, the blackberry family. Sure. So, you know, it oh, reminded yeah. me of like a
1: black licorice. There is this little trying to be foul type bottom thing. that Barry does, and I noticed that in the mm-hmm. uh, in the flavor as well. Like this little like bottom note that kind of di- we never really deeped on the flavor. I don't think I find that common to so many edibles,
3: though. You know yeah. that that the the plant undertone, yeah, that everything is always trying to mask. But that at the same time, if it was totally missing, I'd be convinced you ripped me off, and I didn't. <laughs> so there's no way I don't want to taste it somehow. I, I thought uh-huh. I was getting
0: ripped off when people sold me sativa in college because I wasn't getting like super duper indica high, you know. So, I, I think as soon as you learn what and just like vitamin C doesn't do anything to you, once you have a trusted brand, you're gonna just know that it's doing what it's supposed to,
1: yeah, 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 uh, definitely. All right,
0: well, let's definitely. maybe move on to uh what the yeah. criteria is and start judging, and so, um. You know, last time was like yes or no, one point or no point. Uh, this time around, maybe we'll 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 mix it up and you can give half a point uh, if you don't feel like it did the full thing. So this is kind of the criteria we're giving for um, for edibles and, and everything but flour, essentially judging the brand and the product, uh, everything in between. And so, um, Michael, let's start with you on appearance. For Doozy's Marionberry Adult Fruit Chews, 80 milligrams of CBD, 20 milligrams of THC. What do you give them on appearance?
1: I want to know if they have um, other shapes for the other products. I have to assume they do because you know we'll talk packaging at the end. But they have the same shape of the product on the packaging. Super cool, man! It's Marionberry. It looks like a Marionberry, which looks yeah. a lot like a blackberry, and. Um, I, I thought it looked nice. It the packaging once it came out, like the product itself was still firm and, and held up. So yeah, I get that point for me for sure.
0: I'm assuming that they have different um, shapes because the peach is on the, has a different uh, shape on the package. So
1: I would assume that it is a different shape. That there. shape, the same one that they put on the package, and that's we'll talk about that at the end. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So are we? I'm going to give you a full point for full that. Point on that. Full point for Michael. Myself, I'm going to give him a full point. Uh Miggy, what's what's your take?
2: Yeah, man. I mean, like, I do dig the, the – uh I don't pay attention. I didn't pay attention when you when – I didn't realize it was a berry until you held it up to the camera. And then I was <laughs> like, oh, okay, because I just opened him up. was like, sweet, I'm going to town. Pop the whole <laughs> thing in, call it good. Uh, You know, and, and, and I totally get, like, everything I really have to – uh, say as far as appearance goes, goes back to the brand and packaging at the end, but the uh, but the product yeah.
0: itself didn't look like a turd, and you weren't afraid to throw yeah. it Yeah,
2: no, good art, good. you know, I mean, it's nice, it's a box, it's a box for for, for gummies. <laughs> just, just the product, just the product, brother. Oh, what the mean? product itself, I mean, like, like the, that's your first, you know, it's attractive and then you get to the thing and you're like, okay, it's not, It's I, I just saw gummy, I, I didn't even see, or sh- chew, you know, I didn't see Barry. <laughs> <So. laughs>
1: Adults chew.
2: Yeah.
0: Steve, what's your take on the, the uh, appearance of the product, of the Chewy? So uh,
3: I would say while being sensitive to the fact that different people are much more uh, interested in packaging than others. And we all need to rely at times on a- attractive packaging or packaging that somehow resonates with us to make a selection when we're new to anything. Um, but let's
0: not get ahead of ourselves because branding and packaging is last. This is the okay. of the product itself, of the chewy, the thing you ate.
3: Okay, so forgive me because the conversation was a little bit about the. I was rambling. And, yeah, it, yeah Mig, it, Mig,
0: Miggy went and on
1: well a tangent.
3: Close yeah, yeah. the packaging uh, <laughs> to the actual product itself. Forgive me, I may have smoked a little weed. So fucking <laughs> Uh Fuckin stellar. So the the Chew itself, uh, I would award it a full point. Um, right. It was as good as I expected a product like that to be and was noticeably uh, fresh-seeming in all mm-hmm. aspects. So that made me happy. So, uh, sure. Full, yeah, full it was point. a little
0: squishy. Um, it looked like some of the... The goodness maybe might have come off on the the packaging or whatever, but
3: they did have an interesting like sugary, you know, outside that was almost like a super light Sour Patch Kids type treatment, right, yeah. kind of thing. Hopefully uh, they
0: didn't spray it on and then I, I missed out on some of the stuff. But
2: well, uh, back right, to Ed's right, point, right. But about the, the shapes in the box, you know, and he, he was going to lead into the packaging. So because the, the shape, like you guys noticed the shape, I didn't notice the shape. But is this the same company that made their guitars, but they ended up looking like dicks?
1: Oh, uh, wasn't, that so. his, wasn't that like a, a bicep on it's always sunny in philadelphia no talking? no
2: there's a fucking brand i thought it was green revolution might be another one but they they were guitars but oh, when God. you flip them over dicks and i was That's like hilarious. did a- anybody not notice this and so <laughs> they have to still be out there all right because i mean how would that I'd not sell it. over I, and over i
3: have oh, a feeling they've shit. been noticed and they're like we know no, hey. no, they
2: do know. I've been about a show, and I was like, "Hey, you guys know your guitars look like." Th-. like we know, we get it, we get it. Yeah. All right, let's hey.
0: move on to uh, aroma. <laughs> Second out of seven criteria. Um, did anybody feel like there was a bad aroma? I didn't think that it was. Um, I'm going to give them a full point because I don't think that it was
2: uh, terrible. The f- <laughs> flavor, which is going to lead to taste, because you know how you smell and taste, but like it was like the Mary and one, It was like it was like overpowering because I'm stuffed up. Alex season's about to kick in. I was like, I'm eating something. That's for sure. It, so you course. couldn't
0: smell it, so you can't really nah. say yes or no. Yeah. All right. I
2: smelled a grape, but I smelled
3: something, and I liked it. So.
0: All right. So Steve, I'm going to give you a full point, and Miggy, you get you get a full point because you don't know what's going on. Yeah, don't buy it. Michael, what was your take on the smell or the aroma?
1: You know that that smell was really good. It was it was pretty legit. I'm I am a smells and tastes guy. That's where my real focus is, I, I, and. Uh, yeah, it, it had like a kind of a complex smell too. It wasn't just sweet, sweet, you know, sugary candy smells. There were like the berry tones. And like I said, that little, that sort of like funky bottom that a natural berry flavor is expected to have. And Marionberry is, you know, Maggie mentioned it, tart. And I think all that came through in the smell before it. Cause I did, you know, like give it a full mm-hmm. on aroma go. And uh yeah, I think all of those. And again, I'm just going to lead into taste since, you know, I down the last one talking about aroma. Uh, I think they carried over to the taste really well. I'm giving them a point on both on both aroma and taste. Taste was legit. I like it. I like it. I, I, I mean, as clear of a flavor on their Marion Berry as the products that I'm like working to develop are with the flavors I'm using. So fucking A.
0: So Michael's gonna give him a full point for taste. I would give him three quarters, but since we're only doing half or full, I'm gonna round up and give him a full point because I would have liked it to be less sugary, I guess. But I know I'm in the the minority for that. I'd prefer like a, a protein bar over like a, a cupcake, but that's not where the industry's at yet. You need still the, has, like
3: the little truffle or or something.
0: Everything's or chocolate. Caramel. Everything's sugar, and like we're mm. supposed to be medical or whatever. So like, I mean, I realize it's a wreck state, yes, but. Can we get some other options? Like, can we normalize the industry? Pharmaceuticals always Whoa.
3: use candy to mask the flavor of, you know, Western medicine too, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being being on the purge that you're on, though, do you think you're tasting the sugar more different? Like, to me, all I tasted was that bitterness and the fact, like I said, allergy season where I can't smell, and there wasn't like no like wafty aromas. It was more like I am eating something and it's bitter, and I was like, sweet, and you know, just because I can't smell, but because you're not eating sugar for a yeah. month like do you think it might be kicking in different
0: so 24 days of no sugar uh, definitely would probably make me a little bit more susceptible to sugary things but I think having been gluten and dairy free for seven years um I think dairy has a lot to do with it somehow I don't understand chemically with the hormones that are in you know, cheese and whatever else but I think that without having that consistently coating my palate I'm more susceptible to sugar over the last 5 6 years than most people and maybe even more so now. Mm. Steve, what's your take on the uh taste? You give him a full point? Yeah,
3: I would give him a full point on taste. I think uh I don't think it's worth uh knocking them down to a half point over something that was that I've already characterized as noticeably fresh and and had a smell uh that I could detect and I'm not known for having a ultra subtle nose. My wife obviously uh, you know, everybody has that cliche that the ladies have a better nose than we do. But my wife is always smelling uh things earlier than me that I later come to conclude, Oh yeah, that is a thing I also smell, you know, but I'm <laughs> later on the on the back side of whatever it Bullshit,
1: was. You're just agreeing
3: so you don't look silly. Just you know, I, I'm gonna look silly no matter what.
0: I'm. Not. I, I've got nine and a half minutes before Zoom kicks me off again. Oh, even though I upgraded, I've upgraded, yeah. I've upgraded yeah. but, but whatever. So let's fly through this. Miggy, are you gonna give him a full point for um for taste?
2: Yeah, totally. Just because all I right. knew that I was eating something. Miggy, what about <laughs> the
0: strength or the effect? Are you gonna give him a half a point, full point for strength and effect?
2: Full point, feeling it, feeling good, and but now the weed's kicking in. So, all right,
0: and maybe like that's. Uh, well, we'll get into that in sec okay so uh michael strength and effect
1: they get a point they get a point my back feels good uh my wheat is definitely entouraging the the little bit of flour i've smoked i mean like tiny little bit i smoke less than like a quarter of a gram during this but uh yeah totally get a point for that
0: all right steve full point for strength and effect or which take half
3: yeah no again i'll i'll award a full point with the you know, audible proviso being that I'm a little less experienced with even what I'm looking for out of a CBD experience personally. I'm, I'm only fortunate that I have been managing a weird little, you know, inflamed lower back for the last like week and a half. Uh, so that that actually gives me something to come up off of the baseline of like each day. Am I Am I good today? Did I sleep well last night and did I you know am I on the healing path with that back because uh you know I got to get back at those projects frankly and mm-hmm. uh, so the back needs to be kind of chilled out before I
1: go chucking dirt around some more uh so full point point. one more quick point if I can just on strength and effect the 40 milligrams in one to and 80 in another 80 in the package that's pretty legit too like that's a good reason to give them a point because that's like nice size mm-hmm. as it were
0: yeah, I would agree with that. I don't think cure necessarily uh, works with with edibles, uh, so maybe we'll just kind of skip that Anybody, category. Um, and did see. you
1: did you like the texture and mouthfeel and stuff in the way that it came out? I think we can spin that that way. Is, yeah, That's a good
0: call. Yeah. I did. I like the um, chewiness of it. It wasn't too hard. Wasn't too soft. So I'll give him a full point for mouthfeel and texture.
1: I don't know if all
3: the packages have the same um, harvest date or not but the manufacturer date excuse me was uh august for this august 10th of this year Mm -hmm. so you know we have a two-month-old product and i would expect with this type of product and this type of packaging we have them individually wrapped like everything in this state inside the package each one is uh you know individually packaged as well uh so should be in prime time for its shelf freshness is hmm. what i was
2: trying to get at oh yeah yeah like just like it's just recently it was manufactured i mean it was totally uh texture was good uh i thought like maybe if it was warmer because you gotta watch out for the type of material it'll, it'll get more sticky like you already experienced that sticking yeah, summertime
3: that might be a really soft oh, yeah. gummy
2: i didn't have that issue because mm-hmm. when i peeled it off i don't remember seeing a bunch of stickiness because i was just one whole little glob and i
1: threw it in Mm-hmm. Summertime, you can't stick gummies or chewies in your pocket anyway. If you're putting candy in your pocket in summertime, you deserve the chocolate mess. <laughs> yeah, that's what you get. Yeah, that's what, what you, you get, get, buddy. Lick that package clean. Slurp <laughs> off the package. Yeah, yeah. 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 But
2: texture-wise, it was really good.
0: Good. All right, Steve. Quality and care. Um, so
3: it looks and seems to be pretty pretty up there i would say probably full point on that from what a, a lay person is going to be able to establish at all from this packaging and maybe from a short conversation with their bud tender you know at the shop that they're procuring it from um that they may very well also be able to vouch for the company a little bit and say, Hey, we really like these guys. And we have been, you know, I've been messing with this brand for a year already for whatever reason or other. Um, I, I don't have that firsthand experience here, but mm. full point.
0: Miguel quality and care. Where are you at?
2: No, I like it, dude. Like if I wanted to medicate this way, I'm not an edible guy, but you know, it says it right here, maybe habit forming. So if you like feeling good, I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: good twist. Watch out. Michael, what are you, uh, what's your point stance on quality and care?
1: I am, I am on it. You know, I already mentioned while we were talking earlier about how they put the time and effort into being gluten-free, dairy-free, making sure that they're using natural ingredients, vegan product. Another thing that we didn't even touch base on, they have a little QR code, scan and go for their results on their um, quality assurance. So you can go and look and actually see with just a quick scan. If they're taking steps out of me researching how legit they are, I'm I'm all about that. I know that quality and care. There there. it is. Yeah. Right there on the top, on the top level. Yeah. I see. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I I really do. You can tell that this, that care went into this product for sure.
0: Perfect. Uh, And then my last one, branding and packaging. Steve, what's your, what's your score?
3: I'm probably the worst on this front only because I just feel like in a lot of cases we have more packaging than we need um, but we're also trapped in that box in this industry in Washington state Um, you know don't show the product to the kids don't let them see it etc that kind of thing I I know that we're not totally prohibited to have transparent uh, packaging inside the store but the, the, the regulations in our state for what's okay and what's not for approved packaging are pretty wild. I I just wish this was, this whole thing was a little cellophane bag with one rectangular Mm -hmm. panel at the top, Mm -hmm. sealing it up. And, you know, sure. If we have to individually pack the gummies inside there as well, so be it. Uh, I'm thinking this is a dollar's worth a box almost, Mm -hmm. you know, it's maybe not really, but if they didn't have to buy this box, could we maybe have gotten three gummies for $9 instead mm-hmm. of two?
0: Mm-hmm. But they are playing by the same rules that everybody else is with yep. individual packaging. And yep. So marketing. I know I'm not
3: fair. I'm, yeah. I'm very unfair there. So um, what's your,
0: what's your points then?
3: Half a point.
0: All right. Uh, Miggy, what are you giving them for uh brand and package?
2: Well, I agree with Steven. I mean, I always hate the excess, but it is what it is and it's it's good. So I do not have to give a whole point. Whole point
0: it is. And then Michael, Brand and, and packaging.
1: I'm a brands guy, right? I love brands. That's what my business is—is is helping people share their brands. So I'm coming from a different perspective. I would hate, I would despise a cellophane with just a, a top-level wrap, like uh, you know, sort of like the the cheapo spices at the store. I'm not a fan of that. I like product that has a little bit of work put into it. I like when somebody has gone the extra mile. And in this case you know aside from the individual packaging um they've done a lot for this box maybe this box is 17 cents not quite a buck but at the end of the day sure. they're putting more money into it plus Probably there's being, time to, you know, to assemble it well, yeah, cost but, there for sure but they're also putting in time to assemble that box put a sticker here put a sticker here humans are taking the time um but just from the look so they're putting time in the packaging just from the look it's pretty. It's brand driven. I hate consumerism and capitalism, but fuck, that's where we're at, bro. Like, <laughs> you hate the forest, but you live in the middle of it.
0: Man. Does that mean you're giving them a full um, point? Full point.
1: Point, full at point half if I could. I want the extra half. No.
0: <laughs> so that's a total half point. <laughs> that's a total of twenty-seven point five. That's an average of six point eight seven five. we Will round up, and that's pretty much a hundred percent. Seven out of seven leaves for our friends over at Green Revolution for a doozies. Uh, I'm Josh Kincaid with The Talking Hedge. You can find me at thetalkinghedge.com. Michael, where can they find you at real quick?
1: AgingEd.com. I'm the Aging End. Hit me up.
0: Miggy, Cannabis Legalization News, where can they find you at?
2: Uh, the website, the podcast, uh, all your podcasts. All outlets. the links
0: in the show notes. Steve Kaminsky, Baked and Awake, where can they find you at?
3: It's a podcast crew here this morning, guys. Great to be with all of you. BakedandAwake.com
0: and all the usual podcatchers. Boom! Round two. Next week, we'll have the randomizer pick a product. You guys are going to get it randomly, and we'll see you next month. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
0: Hi. My name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for
1: women. I hope you'll join us.